So you've been through hell in relationships and you're looking for your knight in shining armor. You just know that this is going to happen for you. And until it does, you don't think you've met the right person. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. Let me tell you why this knight in shining armor thing is one of the worst things for any of us traumatized people. It's because, number one, if you find a knight in shining armor, there's something ugly behind that mask. Think about it. As traumatized individuals, one of our main focuses in healing is learning not to be in a victim mindset. The only way to become victor and to heal and to thrive after trauma is to recognize when you are falling into a victim mindset. You don't want to remain a damsel in distress. Let me tell you what a damsel in distress is. A damsel in distress is a recurring narrative or a trope in literature in which one or more men must rescue a woman who's either been kidnapped or placed in general peril. Think about that now. Kinship, love, or lust, or a combination of all of those give the male protagonist the motivation or, and here's the key word here, compulsion to initiate the rescue. A damsel in distress is also defined as a young woman who is in trouble and needs a man's help. Take a breath. Think about it. You are in peril and you need a man's help. I don't really need to preach anymore on that aspect, okay? I'm going to focus on the fact that if you are a damsel in distress, you need rescue because you're sitting in the peril. Sitting in the peril. We want to get a mindset where we understand that we have a voice, that what we desire in our lives matters and is possible. And when we are in a traumatized state of mind and still in victim mode and looking for someone to rescue us, that's really putting a lot of burden on an unsuspecting other individual. So if this unsuspecting other individual is a healthy human being, they've dealt with their past, they're in a good place, they're well adjusted, they're not going to stay very long because you are expecting way more from them than they deserve. You are on some level expecting them to make it up to you for what you went through at the hands of others. 
There are many ways that we will discuss down through you know, these videos where we get into a mindset where we want to either hold it against somebody else who was not the perpetrator or we put unrealistic expectations on others in all kinds of relationships and they don't deserve it. They're unsuspecting others and a healthy individual is going to run. The unhealthy ones will stay. They will be fine with you thinking they are the rescuer. Being the rescuer and being comfortable with that is a syndrome. It's called the white knight syndrome. It's called the knight in shining armor syndrome. It's called the hero complex. I'm going to share with you four types of knight in shining armor complexes that you need to look out for. And I'm not asking you guys to Okay, if you meet this rescuer, then you're going to try to browbeat them into not being the rescuer or whatever. They are rescuers, and that's how they're dealing with their own trauma, and you can't control them. So the whole premise of this whole video is know when you're caught up in your own rescue mode where you want somebody to rescue you and deal with the internal dynamics that have you feeling like you need to be rescued by somebody. You can't control them. I'm going to give you these tools so that you know when you see this, but if you're constantly drawing this kind of individual, then there's something going on internally that needs to be dealt with. Okay, so let's go to it. Now, I'm referencing a book called The White Knight Syndrome, Rescuing Yourself from Your Need to Rescue Others. And it addresses people who are walking around with what I call a Captain Save-A-Hole mindset. Now, the way the Urban Dictionary defines Captain Save-A-Hole is a man who is so insecure with his ability to get women that he seeks out women who are damaged goods for whatever reason, usually because of men treating them badly. Hello. This man treats them well and tries to be their prince charming in the hopes that the women will fall for him in spite of his unattractiveness or other downfalls. He thinks this is the only way he can find love. Look at that. Look at that. So what that's saying, it, it, it's the Urban Dictionary, okay? And this could be, if it's a man, it's Captain Save-A-Hole. It could be a woman, Captain Save-A-Joe, whatever, okay? But the whole idea is this whole, I'm focusing on saving and rescuing people that, that I feel are inferior to me so that I don't have to deal with my own internal challenges is something you don't want in your life. You don't want that. Because that fairy tale honeymoon phase is going to wear the heck off. Trust you me. And when it does, where are you going to be? In another position of needing to be rescued because we're still in a victim mindset. There are four different white knight categories. One, the tarnished white knight. Two, the terrorizing 
terrified white knight. Three, the overly empathetic white knight. And four, the temporary white knight. Talking now about the tarnished white knight. The tarnished white knight wants to be loved and appreciated because that helps them to compensate or repair the tarnished sense of self that they developed in childhood. So there's usually some kind of childhood trauma there. As a child, they may have teased or shamed others to disguise their self-contempt. When adored and idolized, they feel powerful and potent. What is that? They're seeking external validation. We do that too as traumatized individuals. I'm going to talk some more about that in later videos. But you, anytime that you're externalizing, having to draw validation from others, you're in the disempowered position because you can't control others, number one. You tend to project your ill feelings about yourself onto them so that you build yourself into thinking they're thinking something about you that they aren't. And then you act accordingly, thusly drawing more negativity. So this person is also externalizing their need for validation. So when they're adored and idolized, they feel powerful and potent. But the minute that adoration wanes or is not being, that desire is not being fed, then they become very vulnerable. They find different ways to disguise their fear of abandonment and the feelings of shame and inadequacy. When their need for validation is greater than what you can give them in that relationship, they frequently cheat on their partners. I'm just saying, that's the tarnished white knight. Now, let's talk about the terrorizing, terrified white knight. And as we discuss the terrorizing, terrified white knight, you might see some narcissistic tendencies in this one. The terrorizing, terrified white knight is likely to have experienced overwhelming fear and shame as a child. They tend to have traumatic early childhoods that may have included sexual, emotional, or physical abuse. They have limited emotional coping skills. Now, the tarnished, terrified white knight believes they have to take extreme measures, including physical and emotional control, including physical and emotional control of you as their partner in order to, one, maintain a sense of emotional safety, two, stay close to their partner, three, avoid abandonment. Now, key behaviors of this type of white knight include projecting their inner fears, shame, guilt, inadequacies onto you as their partners in an accusatory, critical, or mocking way. So, what... Okay, we I'm telling you about these white knights, these knights in shining armor, but some of the things that they're doing are similar to some of the ploys that we do when we're scrambling, trying to survive after trauma. We all will eventually go somewhere where we think somebody's seeing us of the way we see ourselves, which is usually in a negative light, or that somebody's feeling about us the way we feel about ourselves, which is usually in a negative light. That's what these people do. But the fact of the matter is, they think that they're the big holy rescuer, 
right? You think they're the big rescuer. And then you find out that what's driving the fact that they had this compulsion, remember the definition of damsel in distress, that they have this compulsion to save. And what you have to remember is that once you get stabilized or once you get stabilized in the relationship and they feel like they are being the big savior and you're still appreciating them and feeling like that everything they're doing for you is because they care about you, then you can pretty much keep a stable relationship with these people. But the, but the minute you start healing and growing as an individual and finding your voice, oh, heck, fit the break loose. I'm just saying it's just a fantasy that's not happening for real. It's like you're caught up in the Matrix or or if you ever seen the movie Inception, somebody's planted this false reality in your head and you're acting according to this fairy tale false reality and it's just another self-defeating move on our parts. Let me go on. The overly empathetic white knight or knight in shining armor. Very needy, very clingy. They try to maintain or restore an emotional connection by manipulating you. They stay jealous and insecure. And when they're jealous and insecure, it triggers fear of emotional distance, which they cannot tolerate in their relationship with you. They're at a heightened sense of Empathy. Now, the, these people are probably at the core of who they truly are, are very empathetic people, but that gets twisted out of whack because they're, 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 because they're having feelings of excessive guilt and intense fear and the emotional distance they can't tolerate. When somebody needs to have something that, that you're not capable of giving them on an emotional level because it's feeding their need to not de deal straight on with whatever traumas have messed them up emotionally. That It's a heavy weight on you and you're going to get tired. You're going to get freaking tired of it, hopefully, that because if you are healing and progressing in your healing, even while you're in relationship with these people, then you are going to get tired of it. And what do you do? You get tired. You want to break it off. They go all the way out to lunch because they feel like they're being abandoned again. What is it? You can't even hardly take it personally because that's them feeling the past coming up. Those feelings they had as a child when they were abandoned, rejected, abused. And because they've never dealt with those feelings, then now they're acting out of those feelings. And you're just an unsuspecting other because it's like, what is wrong with you? I'm just saying. Now, this other white knight is one of the most benign of all of the four because this other white knight, the temporary white knight, is someone who's high-functioning in relationships, but with the onset of some unusual stressors, such as the loss of a job or illness or death of someone close, pursues an unhealthy rescuing relationship. So even though this is the most benign out of 
all of them and the temporary white knight is not somebody who is constantly in a continuous cycle of rescuing others the fact that this white knight rescued as a way of dealing with these unexpected changes in their life circumstances is a problem they still need to address those inner feelings now you noted that the Urban Dictionary described Captain Samahoe as someone that wanted to be Prince Charming. So I'm going to define for you what Prince Charming is. The Britannical Dictionary defines Prince Charming as a man who is handsome, brave, polite, and would be a perfect husband or boyfriend. There is no perfect, y'all. I talked in another video about watching uh, uh, yesterday dress. And, oh, he's so perfect for me. He's my knight in shining armor. Ain't nobody perfect, okay? And if you've been going with somebody more than six months and you still seeing them as perfect, they ain't the one with the problem. I'm just saying. Okay, now I agree that there are people who are more compatible with each of us than others are, but I'm also saying that ain't nobody perfect. Why do we want perfect? I'm just asking. Look, this is the deal. If you want perfect, you better be bringing perfect, and we already know that ain't gonna happen. Okay, so... I just want to encourage y'all, don't be wanting to be rescued by some knight in shining armor, some white knight, because that's indication that you are damsel in distress, and if you are a damsel in distress, number one, we need to be dealing with the life circumstances before for us where we are in that distress. And number two, we need to be dealing with the internal mindsets that lead us into what may be a pattern for us. Knights in shining armors. Okay, so let me put it like this. One way that traumatized people often choose to deal with that trauma that they can't change is to develop control issues. When you see the hoarding shows, that's people trying to take some kind of control in some strange way over some kind of tragedy they experience, some kind of loss they experience. See, what we've got to understand is that because of the complexity of the human condition, that two or three people could be in the room who went through the exact same traumas at the exact same life stages, okay? And, and they will all three have dealt with that a different way. Somebody might have processed it, been in therapy or whatever, and processed it and integrated that into who they are, their life experiences, accepted it, and moved on.
Somebody else might have taken on a hoarding mindset, okay? And somebody else might have become a freaking narcissist. We just, you know, you just cannot tell how people check with stuff. But when you look deeper, it's always a foundation of control. Some kind of control. And when you see somebody who's running to your rescue and you are loving the fact that they're taking some kind of control and you like that they take charge and they rescued you and you're all lovey-dovey and starry-eyed. Behind that could definitely be some control issues and the very thing that you love about them while you're in distress and you're that damsel in distress, the very thing you love about having somebody else that's going to take control, it's going to be your downfall when you start healing because they are controlling individuals. I'm just throwing that out there. But in the meantime, this is what I want you guys to do. I'm going to put up on the screen here my five-day love of your life challenge. And in this five-day challenge, you're going to solidify and empower yourself by knowing what you want, okay? Knowing who you are, what you want, and you're going to be able to, at the end of it, position yourself, okay, to find the absolute love of your life. See, you get to choose. We don't have to be driven by traumatized decisions leading us into one bad relationship after the other because the truth of the matter is every minute you waste in a go-nowhere relationship is a minute stolen from living the love of your life. And that's enough of stuff being stolen from us. So go take the five-day love of your life challenge, and I'll meet you there. You guys, please, if you got questions or there's some aspect of this video that you want me to go deeper into, I'm trying to rush through this because I want to keep this short, and I didn't want to make it a two-parter. So I know I'm rushing through this. This is going to bring some ideas up, some thoughts up for you guys. And I want you to be sure to just comment below. I need some feedback from you guys. I love answering subscriber questions. And when you bring me stuff that I can use a whole video to address your one question. Always remember your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Always know that truth. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. Thank you for joining me today on When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime Podcast. Schedule your free breakthrough session now at lindafwilliams.com. That's lindafwilliams.com.